so I really wanted to change. I went into prison with this mindset of I'm going to do whatever it takes. And a lot of our listeners can, can probably relate to this. It's like, I have the health goals. I have the fitness goals. I have the relationship goals. I have the career goals. I want to write the book. I want to, I want to start the podcast. I want to start the business, but you don't put a game plan in place. And if you're not taking consistent action on that, at the end of the day, it's just an intention. Welcome to an episode of Find Your Voice, a movement led by yours truly, Aaron Dew, a guy who has overcome crippling anxiety, adversity, and difficulty like so many of you in life, whose main goal now is to help you combat your excuses, take control of your life, write your own story, and most importantly, find your voice. So now, without further ado, I welcome the host of the show himself, Mr. Aaron Dew. Okay, I would like to welcome Eric onto the Find Your Voice today for the second time, unfortunately, because the first time we had some technical issues and sadly, Zoom failed to record our call. But because the episode was so great, I thought, I don't want you to just listen to this episode. I want you to see it as well. So I've made Eric run around his house. He's gone from one room to another. He's now sitting in a bedroom, but it looks great because I think you can see his message a lot more and you can almost feel it when you actually see him live. So make sure you check out the YouTube video after this. But firstly, Eric, welcome to the show. Aaron, I appreciate you, brother. We're going to make it work. We're here. Audio quality. We're, we're in a good sound, uh, in a good room for sound. And we're, <laughs> and we're working. That's what we're doing. We're overcoming any of these little adversities Absolutely. to bring this message to your people. So I'm very happy and grateful to be here. Absolutely. That's what this show is all about. So it's fantastic to have you on. Now, for anyone who doesn't know Eric's story, you're going to be amazed, actually, the way he's turned his life around. Because it's somebody who has really gone through adversity and if we be honest, it's probably a lot of your own fault as well for the, some of the stuff that you've done previously, but you've massively turned it around and you just had some great wins that we spoke about just before this episode. So I'm going to stop rambling here. I want you to tell the listeners, the audience a bit about yourself, some of the struggles that you've been through and where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. So it's been a journey for sure. And um, overcoming adversity has just been a common theme for me, uh, I think the biggest biggest thing is that all my decisions growing up, uh, a lot of them were for the wrong reasons. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. We're making decisions in our business, in our relationships, in our uh, with our health, with with all these different areas of life. We make them for the wrong reasons. And many times, we will say no to something good for bad reasons, right? And that was a common theme for me growing up. I mean, I grew up in a, a Catholic household. My mom taught me God. My dad taught me sports. I had no business going down the road that I did. Uh, but because of base desires, wanting so much to fit in, caring so much about what others thought of me, wanting to be cool and accepted and all these things, um, I chose to go down a pretty dark path. And what started out as very innocent, I had an entrepreneurial spirit. So selling candy and CDs in sixth grade. Uh, in middle school, you know, that, that it started very innocent. It was a, you know, I was like, it was a hustle, right? It was like, <laughs> um, and then it escalated because you get into high school, selling candy is not a cool thing. You know, selling mixtapes is not really giving you much uh, notoriety, right? So <laughs> yeah. um, at that point, I had been exposed to some weed and friends were smoking and, uh, and, and basically I decided, well, hey, listen, if I'm going to be smoking it already, and we're going to be driving out, taking the risk to, to go down and find, like, I might as well be the one to have it. And so again, like in my mind, I made this decision for the wrong reasons. I wanted to please my friends. I wanted to make it easier on us. And I said, hey, I, I don't want to spend any money. I can do this. I can smoke for free, whatever. 
So I justified my actions and now I start selling weed. And basically, Aaron, I, I mean, I went down this path all through high school where it started as weed and it escalated and escalated. By the time I was a senior, I had multiple people underneath me selling. I was now selling to different schools and this like became a full blown like business. Like I was running a multi-level marketing, you know, thing with, with, and, 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 and in my mind, I was an entrepreneur in my mind, what I was doing was all right. And so we fast forward a little bit post high school, we had a pill epidemic that swept through Florida. And there's some famous documentaries on, I think the biggest one's called the Oxycontin Express. And basically we were, you know, people were coming from all over the country down to Florida just to get in with our doctors to get these painkillers and then would take them back up north and wherever else uh, and, and distribute them and use them and whatever the case is. So Florida was like the hub of this. And we had doctors that were just over prescribing. We had a lot of doctors that went to prison that, I mean, they lost practices, got uh, got arrested uh, because they were dirty. It, it was it was such a money like this was just this was like just mayhem. And I got wrapped up into that. I was offered an opportunity to basically come in and uh, fund and sponsor, if you will, uh, somebody's doctor visits. And I would be getting half the prescriptions, uh, giving her some, and keeping the rest. And I basically started with one person. It went to three or four, and now I was hopping around from doctor to doctor and. Um, I ended up getting fully addicted to these things. So it's uh, oxycodone, Roxy's, the, all the different painkiller, the Percocets, uh, just all the different pills. And I lost myself. I mean, you talk about like I was a shell of a human being. I, I, I had no direction in life. I had no vision. I was completely addicted to this. My, my, my whole life revolved around my phone and selling these drugs and um, I just went down a really, really dark path. And it basically all came to a screeching halt in uh, late 2012, uh, where I was actually arrested, not for the distribution of these drugs, uh, but an armed robbery in what the detectives labeled as a, uh, a drug deal gone bad. And um, it was against another drug dealer. And, um, and so, yeah, that's, that, that's at that point in time, I finally had, you know, my back was against the wall. And I finally had to come face to face with with myself and all the actions I had been taking in the previous years. And uh, I was facing life in prison at age 22 years old. Wow. Wow. So obviously I've heard that before, but actually you've added a little bit into that. And it's, it's incredible how one decision can massively change your life. So for example, you mentioned that you were selling candy and CDs and then all of a sudden you thought, hold on a second, just to conform to the narrative or just to look a little bit cooler, you thought I'm going to just sell something a little bit more lucrative or a little bit cooler, should we call it? And then that decision then obviously meant you started to lose yourself. And what was effectively happening was you were making decisions that were almost moving away from the true Eric, the person that you really ideally wanted to become and who you are today. And effectively, you started to see your life spiral out of control. And I think when we sit back in hindsight, it's a lot easier to see this. It's a lot easier to say, well, Eric, that's actually where you went wrong. But so often, many of us in life, it's just that one decision we make on a daily basis. Let's skip the gym, for example, today, or let's not pick up the phone and let's not make that call. And these little decisions, they have a compound effect. And I think just very briefly in that story, you've shown how the wrong decisions at the wrong time can really leave you in such a such a bad position. So at this point now, you're, you've gone to jail, but I know you now and I know some of the stuff that you're doing now, which is incredible. So having worked in jail myself as a social worker, it's one of the scariest places I've ever been. Now, put me in a ring and 
in a boxing ring, I'm, I'm not scared of nobody. But put me in a jail, I do not like that unpredictability. I have my wits against me 24-7. In fact, I just want to get out of there as soon as my shift's finished. Now, you've lived that life. Tell us about that part of your journey in terms of how did it feel going from selling weed, for example? Because I want to make sure that if there's somebody listening who's maybe making these wrong decisions, they just maybe think twice before they end up in jail. And then secondly, how did you turn that around, my friend? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it's another world. I'll say this, you know how when you watch an action movie, uh, you know, it's Hollywood, like everything's overdone and the explosives and the jumping from one plane to the next, like these things aren't happening in real life. It's a movie. If you watch a prison movie or documentary, it's the one type of movie that not only is it accurate, but most likely they're underplaying what's really happening in there because it's too graphic. It's too gruesome. It's too out there for us to comprehend. And each camp, each institution is different. You can get lucky, end up at one that's a little bit better, right? But segregation is still 100% intact. You know, like you're, you're not allowed to be like certain things will, you can get hurt just by doing or being a certain way. And um, so it really is like stepping back in time in a way. And you have to adjust. And when I first got there, man, I was shell-shocked, shell-shocked. And I went into prison with all intention to change my life. I remember on a phone call, my dad, I'm in county jail. And I was like, Pops, I called him up. I said, Pops, I have no idea how much time I'm going to get. But I want you to know that I really, really want to change my life. In fact, I want the exact amount of time God wants me to do to make this happen. Not a day earlier, not a day longer. I want the exact amount of time I need to turn this around. He was like, all right. He's like, son, we're going to get through this, you know? And, and that was like the first time that we had hope for the future. I ended up getting sentenced to four years. They offered me a plea deal. Uh, it was my first time catching any felony charges, serious charges. I had a few pr prior misdemeanors, um, but this was like the first serious charge. So they, they had leniency. Like I got, I got, I was very fortunate. So they offered me four years and I, and I took it. And so I started my journey. And when I got there, talk about being shell-shocked. I'm in this new world. And within the first week, I saw someone get stabbed. I saw a fight, and then the, the fight had retaliation. And I'm just like, yo, man, this is, this is like, this is legit. Like, this is, I gotta be on my P's and Q's. So I really wanted to change. I went into prison with this mindset of, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And a lot of our listeners can, can probably relate to this. It's like, I have the health goals, I have the fitness goals, I have the relationship goals, I have the career goals, I wanna write the book, I wanna, I wanna start the podcast, I want to start the business. But you can have all the intention to do whatever you want if you don't put a game plan in place. And if you're not taking consistent action on that, at the end of the day, it's just an intention. And what happens to so many of those awesome New Year's resolutions that we make? Nothing. Nothing happens. <laughs> Absolutely. And the reason for that, and the reason for that is because we're comfortable, we stay stuck, we're not putting game plans in place, we're not following a blueprint, we're not having, we don't have a coach, we don't have someone holding us accountable. And so we stick to what's comfortable. We stick in our comfort zone. And so for me, I had the intention of changing, but I didn't know how to do that at that time. And I didn't reach out for anybody. I was just trying to figure it out. And so guess what I ended up doing? I ended up wasting my, the first six months of my sentence because I went back to what I knew. I started glorifying my past and wearing it as a badge of honor. I started talking about the drugs and the money and I was, you know, blah, blah, blah. I even started smoking and selling cigarettes while I was inside prison. So I was basically doing the exact same behavior patterns 
that brought me to prison in the first place, only now in a new environment, right? And I remember saying to myself, I remember being like, Eric, what are you doing? I had gotten in a fight. We had trouble in the dorm, like some drama in the dorm, and, I, and, and it, was, it was related to drugs. It was related to cigarettes and tobacco. Like there was, there was stuff that was – and I wasn't in any gangs, but there was – you know, gangs were getting involved. And I was like, Eric, you're going to – something's going to happen. Just like something happened on the streets, something is going to happen in here. And you're not in a gang. You're not – this is like – so you're operating on your own. Like you are – dude, you're going to waste this entire four years, and you're going to come out the exact same, if not worse, if you don't make a change. And I'm going to put this on the listeners right now real quick. Wherever it is that you want to see change in your life, wherever it is, it doesn't matter where, whatever's going on in your mind that you know in your heart, I want to change in this area. I want to get rid of this bad habit. I want to do better over here. I want to grow over here, wherever that's at. If in fact you are six months from today or one year from today still getting the exact same results, nothing's changed doing the same things, how are you going to feel? How are you going to feel? And that was, that was the realization I needed to say like, yo, you got to do, you got to do something different. Man. I don't know what you got to do. You got to do something different. So I woke up, I, I reached out to my brother. He, he's played a huge role in my overall transformation. Um, I reached out to my brother and I was like, Jeff, now it's funny. Cause Aaron, I'll, I'll be brief on this. Jeff and I story. It's like, we're completely different. So like, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this, like the, the sibling that just outshines you. <laughs> yeah. So Jeff graduated from Stanford University, uh, Ivy League school. He uh, went on to become a professional tennis player, top 100 in the world. He had one of the fastest left-hand serves of all time. Um, he, he then went on to become a successful entrepreneur and high-performance coach uh, to high-level executives and uh, travel. I mean, he's just, he, he's an incredible human, right? For me... High school dropout, drug dealer, delinquent, addict, uh, convicted felon, and ex-convict. I mean, two completely separate paths in life. Uh, but I reached out to Jeff. I said, bro, I said, look, man, I want to change. I really do. But I got no idea how or where to start. I don't know what to do. And that right there, that right there is so, so important. Because let's go back to the things I mentioned, the health goals, the career growth, the relationship changes and relationship growth, the, the wanting to start a podcast, wanting to take your business online, wanting to start speaking from stages, whatever it is, you need to reach out to somebody and you need to ask for help. How do I do that? Stop trying to figure it out on your own. You know, like I, I'm all for taking action, but reach out and, and let's fast track it. Let's really get you a plan that's going to work. And so um, that's what I did. I reached out and he, we got on a call and he just was like, all right, dude, look, I'm going to send you two books. I want you to read those. And then we're going to do a coaching call once a week after that. And together we created my game plan. And for the next three and a half years, man, I was a, I was a sponge and, and I, I became obsessed with personal development. Love that story, mate. Thank you for sharing that. Firstly, shout out to Jeff for obviously helping you. That's a great brother you got there. But, um, firstly, I just want you to acknowledge, and I'm sure you know this now that you're not just the black sheep of the family now. In fact, all of your things that, and all the adversity that you've done back in the day, you've now turned that around. So kudos to yourself for turning that around. And don't always look, yes, he may have the better hand serve than you in tennis, but you may have other traits that are much, much better than him as well. So one of the things I always want to try and say, and I actually released an episode on this today, was about pedestals. So very often in life, we may just be missing one or two things. Um, and 
if we see that person with those one or two things, for example, a bit more money than us or better abs, for example, what we tend to do is put them in high esteem and we kind of devalue ourselves. So one of the things I want people listening, including yourself as well, is not to devalue your gifts as well, which you've got many of, but what an incredible story. Going back to that now, so I've made a few notes if I may. One thing I loved about our last episode, which is, I'm so glad you brought it up again, was everybody wants to change or everyone has that feeling or desire at least for a short amount of time of wanting to change, to get that better relationship, to get that better body, to improve their business, for example, but they don't do it. And that's like the million dollar question because you scratch your head and you think, hmm, are they just lazy? Are they procrastinating? Are they comfortable? And you mentioned that as well. So sometimes I believe if there's a level of comfort in that person, they're less likely to improve because they'll just be content and they'll kind of stay with it. But you answered that question at the end, which I'm glad glad for. And I love the way you answered it. It's about how and where and finding out and time collapsing that journey. So you had Jeff on your side. And this is a lesson for anyone listening. There's mentors out there and they could be like your brother, Jeff. That could be Eric yourself. I know Eric, you're, you're doing amazing things, helping clients as well, but also in books as well. We can get the blueprint for success for working out what's, what, what our mind's doing, whether it's helping us or whether it's sabotaging us, or if you want to learn a business. I mean, Google's free. Google's free for every single one of us. We can pretty much find out anything. So the question I want to ask of that, and you may not remember it because it might've been a long time ago. Do you remember those two books? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. Love that book. So that's going to be like your, that's going to be your personal development and really, really great. I mean, powerful stuff. Uh, and then the second book, which I don't think it's any coincidence, because it's like, why would he send me looking back? Why would he send me this book that I'm about to share with you? There's no reason <laughs> why he would send me this book. Besides the fact that these two books is basically the foundation of how I live my life today, currently. So one's like all personal development, growth. The other one is all business. It's outsourcing, it's management, it's systems. And that's Timothy Ferris, The 4-Hour Workweek. There's no reason for him to send me that book in prison. I'm not outsourcing anything. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'd pay somebody to like, you know, whatever, but like yeah. random, random things, clean my, like, who knows, like helping someone out, but there's no outsourcing really in prison. You're on your own. Of so, course, of course. Um, but yeah, and I want to just mention something. I'll kind of be vulnerable and open up on, on something that I'm, I, I recently took action just yesterday. So I'm, um, I want growth in my life right now, uh, in, uh, relationships. That's an area that, um, primarily with women. So this is something that I just want maturity. Like I, I think I hold myself to high standards and I have, I, I, I think I offer a lot in terms of being able to show up in a way that's, you know, feminine and masculine energy, being able to compete, communicate in a way I'm not afraid to show emotion, all that good stuff. Right. And I'm, I'm definitely an alpha type male. Um, I, I like to say I'm a heart centered alpha male, but anyway, so but what I, what I recognize is that at this part of my life, I've never spent too much time learning about relationships um, and studying them or getting coaching on them. And so I, I said to myself, I said, I want to learn a little bit more on uh, healing and just the power of, of, of relationships, right? Primarily with women. And so I bought, I bought two books um, that deal with that. And it's, I don't know what's going to come of it. I have no idea. Like, all I know is it was on my heart to just like, I want to mature a little bit in this area of my life. And so it's right away, like when you have that thought, whatever it is. So whenever you have a thought of, I want to mature, I want to grow, I want to learn anything in any area, don't overthink it. Just go, go buy the book, 
Go Google, go make the Google search. Go type in on a keyword hashtag uh, business coach if you want to start the business or podcast coaching if you want to start the podcast. Don't overthink it. Take the action and then just reach out. All right, just reach out. Send 10 DMs to 10 different coaches and just say, hey, just reaching out. Wanted to see what's going on. I love what you're doing. I'm curious as I may be interested in starting XYZ. I may be interested in losing this much weight. I uh, was just curious to see what you offered and how you could potentially help me. Send 10 messages out like that right now in any area that you want to see growth and just wait and see how these people respond. Some may not get back to you. Some may be really money hungry and you're right away like this doesn't feel right. Some may get on a call with you for an hour, no charge, and you may leave that call feeling so pumped up, ready to take take on the world. But you don't know unless you take the action. Love that. Absolutely love that. So to find your voice, and we use that as a metaphor for finding your way in life, to really find yourself and everything that you want to become and do in the world, we have to grow. And you just, you've hit the nail on the head there. So in order to grow in anything, we, it's most likely we get that um, question in our head, for example, and we procrastinate on it. We think uh, we think of all the ways that we can't do it. We think of all the excuses, for example. And Eric's just hit the great point there is just take action. So if it means going on Audible or going on eBay or Amazon, for example, and ordering that book instantly, just get going. And like we just both touched on now, Google's absolutely free. There is no reason why you can't get the information. I almost think there's almost too much information out there. And that may cause a bit of overwhelm for a lot of people. So it's just trying to feel, that's probably the hardest bit, filtering down which information you should listen to as opposed to what you shouldn't listen to. That, that's where the coach comes in. Yeah. And get the right coach. So in terms of coaching, then what kind of coaching do you do specifically? Yeah. So when I first got out, I was doing some coaching. I, I started speaking while I was in prison and I started coaching while I was in prison. It was a, it was a gift I discovered. Uh, I got out of my comfort zone. I challenged myself. I went to this uh, group called Gavel Club, which is like an off branch of Toastmasters International. Um, I ended up like just loving it, fell in love with speaking from stage. I ended up winning a speech contest at my local club. And then I actually went on to compete against two other prisons while I was in there and I got published in a local newspaper while I was incarcerated. So like that was the world. That was God giving me feedback. Like this is a zone for you for sure. So um, then what was happening was people were coming up to me like, yo, Eric, I, you're definitely operating to a different beat. You know, what, what, what do you got going on? And so I started coaching. Uh, I wasn't charging. I was just helping other people out who wanted to see change. I was uh, running mastermind groups in the dorm and, and, and I was, you know, doing things. And uh, I called my brother up one night while I was in prison still. And I said, Jeff, I think I need to become like a therapist or something. Cause I'm like, I, I really like, I really like helping people. And he's like, no, 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 no. You, I, I didn't know what a life coach was. I didn't know. So he's like, no, 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 you, you don't have to do that. Just wait till you get out. I'll, I'll help you, uh, you know, get set up. So it was about nine months after I got out of prison where I, about nine months after getting out where I had my first client and she reached out to me. And it was for life coaching. And she was like, hey, it looks like you've created some great change in your life. You know, would you be able to, would you be able to help me? And so that, that started, that was my first client. And I went on to do life coaching and I had success in that. And that was a lot of fun. I was mentoring under uh, some top coaches, got in some rooms I had no business being in, thanks to my brother, again, playing a big role in my overall growth. And that's, again, guys, like just networking, rubbing shoulders with better people. And um, I invested a lot of money uh, into coaching and, and, and these programs. And so eventually after about, let's see, about a year, um, I hit my first 10K month in my, in my coaching business. Uh, I, was a tw I was selling a high ticket 12-week transformation. It was like a hybrid of life coaching and fitness coaching. 
Um, and then after that, someone came to me and was like, Eric, you're doing great things in your coaching business. I see you're mentoring under like one of the top online business coaches in the game. Like, help me out, man, because I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. And so I said, all right, give me a week. Let me put something together for you and I'll come back. And so I put this program together. I outlined a genius model where we're focused on three different main components. And I came back and I said, this is what we're going to do. This is what I think you need as a new coach who's coming online. And he said, all right, I love it. So he took action. He signed up with me, my first client, right? So he had about $1,000 in sales for the entire year prior to working with me. And this is a solid coach, motivated, passionate, giving clients results, but he just couldn't sell online. His programs weren't selling. So we, we got started. And when we did, it was like about 40 days is when we actually did the first launch. He had a $10,500 launch. So we went from a, we went, he went from 1K for the whole previous year to a $10,500 month. And at that point, I'm like jumping for joy. I'm like, yes, like this is legit. And, you know, and it felt so right. And so my second client came on to me. She had never sold a program online. Her first launch was a 5K launch. And everybody's different. Everybody's different. But the thing is, is I'm showing up so passionately right now uh, in two areas. And it's basically, I'm just giving the blueprint of how I was able to do two things since getting out of prison in two years, how I was able to hit my first 10K month in my online coaching business. So I help new coaches do the same and how I was able to now get paid to be a speaker and share my message. And I help new speakers get on stage. So I focus on working with new coaches and new speakers. And I have two different programs, uh, the 5k blueprint and the speaker blueprint. And I'm basically just laying the blueprint out for you step-by-step bite-sized pieces on how you can monetize your message, how you can how you can bring what you have up here, this, this, the skill set, the experience, the idea, and bring it to fruition. And I'm just so, I mean, man, I'm just so grateful. My clients are incredible. Um, it's just been so cool. So I've been, I've been maneuvering and operating in this space for the last six months. And it just, uh, yeah, it feels great, man. It's just so grateful for it. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. This is almost like, um, so for example, we're called Find Your Voice um, Normal School, and then you've got college or university, and that's Eric's school where I teach people to share their voice because I think it has such an incredible impact on the world, whether you've been through adversity or and how you've overcome it. And everyone's story holds some power and everyone has a story. That's the beautiful thing. We've all got our own stories. We've all got our own perspectives. In order to monetize that, you then need to go to Eric's school. So once you graduate from Find Your Voice, if you go to Eric's school, then that's where you can obviously monetize it. And I absolutely love that idea of simply using your truth to hit home a message. And then obviously you can make a living from that. And that's what many of the great speakers in the world do. They will speak their own truth. You can tell it's not regurgitated information. I mean, your story in itself, there's like 300 stories you can probably pick out and say, which is absolutely incredible. So the fact that you're doing something and I can see how excited you are when you're talking about it as well. And seen one of your clients with a testimonial as well. The most recent I did just put, he did a, a video where he gets on and he's speaking. That's the one I was watching. Yeah. yeah. He's the most recent that I put up and yeah, man, he's such a, his, it's like, take me out of it right now. Like, okay, you could feed my ego. And yeah, I played a part, but it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's like, if you're somebody who knows you're meant for more, you know, you want to help more people, you want to impact more people. Um, you have a story, you have a message, you have a, a way of a, a process, a pro like, 
that's what like you're you're doing a disservice to people out there who need you and you don't have to be the absolute best because you are unique and you stand out so you don't have to worry about everybody else who's been doing it for longer or who has more success or more followers people don't buy programs they buy coaches so people are going to be attracted to you based on how you show up and mike shows up in such a powerful way he's on such a big mission uh, I'm just so grateful to have played a part in his success. And it's and, and if anybody's listening right now who's on the fence about taking action in, in some area of your life to help others, whether it's coaching or speaking, anything, you have to look at it like this. By you not taking action, the people who actually need you, you're hurting them. You're doing them a disservice because you're just sitting around. You're you're not you're not moving, you know? And when you flip the script and take it from from off of you and put it on them. Now that anxiety, the fear of failure, a lot of that gets relieved because you've taken it, okay, it's not so much, this isn't about me. It's about the people that I, I'm going to be impacting. It's about them. It's about my future clients. I got to get this out. I got to go. So, Eric, yeah. I love that. That is, that is gold dust in itself. So one of the things that helps me do podcasting is the fact that it's not about me. It's about the listeners and it's about the person sharing their story. So I will let anyone share their story, providing I know that they're just an authentic person. I don't want people coming on here and making a sales speech or anything like that to use a profile. I just want somebody who has a genuine story that I think, hold on a minute, that's either a blueprint or it's a story of hope for somebody else going through something. So I absolutely love that. And one of the best pieces of advice somebody gave me when I was doing Toastmasters about a year ago was I suffer with shyness and anxiety on top of that. So for me standing up on a stage, it was like the scariest thing in the world. And all he said to me, he says, it's not about you. It's not about how you look. It's about what can you give the audience in that moment? What knowledge in your speech or content that you're going to deliver can you give them? Instantly changed. So then I was like more focused on this message is really important. I need these people to listen to it. Aaron, we'll deal with the anxiety later. Let's move on with it and massively, massively help me. Powerful. So Powerful. I loved it. So I'm, I'm glad you reiterated that. But I also want to ask you something. And we spoke about this on the last podcast and it was about comfort zones. And you said something, and I wrote it down. And it was about when we tell people to get out of their comfort zone, that's quite overwhelming. And you said something about stretching your comfort zone. Do you remember when we had that conversation? So what we always hear this, the big thing is get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. You got to get out of your comfort zone. That's where you're going to grow. And a hundred percent. When you're when you do step out, when you do uh, what I say is stretch, and I'll I'll share more on that in a second. But that that is where growth is going to happen, um, and it's shown time and time again. People don't just say that for no reason. Like that's 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 the very real thing. But what what you also look at is that getting out of your comfort zone can be a very scary thing. Getting out of your comfort zone is not an easy thing to do, but stretching your comfort zone. Just taking some small steps in a new direction, trying a couple different new techniques or strategies, stretching your comfort zone is doable. It's manageable. And so what I encourage people to do is, I, you know, the question I ask is, you know, where in your life can you stretch your comfort zone, just stretch it, to start getting better results? Is it hiring that trainer or coach who you know is going to push you past your so-called limits, right? Is it hiring the financial advisor who's going to have the microscope on all those questionable decisions, but then in turn is also going to give you the game plan you need and hold you accountable to getting in a better place? Or is it maybe just reaching out to the person who on your heart, you know that conversation is going to either move mountains or create something good, but you, it's going to be a hard conversation. 
There's because there's some pain there. There's some friction there. It's not something easy to do, but you know, on your heart, you should reach out to that person. That right there, those moments where you, if you stretch your comfort zone in those areas, something special can really happen. And, and, and I mean, that's, it's shown that time and time again in my, in my life. And one of the two big things that I, I talk about and I, I spoke, these are my two things I spoke on at my Ted, my Ted talk that I was just on, um, was the, these played a huge role in my overall transformation while I was inside prison, but they've continued to allow me to excel in just about every area of my life since getting out. And that's having a game plan in place that you're following and stretching your comfort zone, pushing past your so-called limits, stretching it and just expanding and expanding and expanding. Those two are huge, huge things. I mean, amongst others naturally, but those are the two <laughs> big things. I love so. that. I love that. I think you actually explained that better this time around, mate. So I'm glad we had to get you back for a second episode. So thank you for that. So I'm just going to segue ever so slightly into your daily routine. So two things there, you need a game plan and you need to start stretching yourself at your comfort zone. But what are three things that you have to do on a daily basis yourself that maybe listeners listening today can take away? Oh man. Yeah. Routine is, uh, this is, this is, this is an interesting topic because so one of my mentors, uh, Craig Ballantyne, he wakes up, I think it's three, he wakes up, it's like funny because he says he wakes up two minutes before The Rock, but 30 minutes past Mark Wahlberg. So he compares his, <laughs> yeah. and in the entrepreneurial space, we talk about like, it's almost like an ego-driven thing. Like who wakes up the earliest? Yeah. Who's who's grinding at 4.30, 4 in the morning? You got to do what feels right to you. Like, I'm not saying there's like one size fits all. I, I, I have times where I'm up at between 5 and 5.30 for weeks, for months, like when I'm in that zone. Then all of a sudden I'll go and it'll be a seven, you know, what you, like there's, I don't think there's one size fits all on this, but you want to, you want to develop routines that serve you. You want to develop routines that put you in a, in an empowered state, in a heightened state. So one of the things I'll mention, and, and this definitely comes from Craig here. So this is, but this has been huge in my, in my businesses. This has been huge in my life is deep work. And what I mean by deep work is like the big things that you have on your plate, the things that are going to move the needle in your business, the, the passion, the, the passion projects that are really making a difference, um, whatever the big things on your mind that, that you want to make sure you attack on a daily basis, you want to move that up right to the front of your day, like first thing. All right. And the reason why is because you're, you're so, your mind is fresh. And one of the big things for me is like, your mind at nighttime. So if I have a big project, like right now, I'm working on a big workshop that I'm going to be giving out in Reno. And I've never given a workshop before. I'm a keynote speaker. So this is a challenge for me. But what I'm doing is what I work on first thing in the morning before anything is I go and I work on that workshop because my subconscious mind is, is working for me while I'm sleeping. It's thinking about that workshop. It's processing what I did the day before. And it knows tomorrow morning, I'm going to be getting up and I'm going to be going to work on my workshop. So what happens is because my subconscious is moving on that and thinking on that, I wake up in the morning and I've got ideas. I've, I'm already been, I've been working on it for the last seven, six to eight hours while I was sleeping. So now I wake up and I go right to the deep work. I get my deep work in first. Then from there, I take some, you know, we're talking a quick breakfast. We're talking a little meditation. Uh, we're talking some stretching. Uh, we're talking some affirmations. If I, if I'm, if I'm feeling called to do them, then I don't do affirmations on a daily basis. Uh, but I do here and there. It's kind of like what, when it's on my heart, um, maybe a little bit of reading, but all in all, I don't, we're talking, I don't take too much time on this, right? It's, it's, I want to be in an empowered state. I want to feel good, but it's, let's keep moving. 
And so the last thing I'll say on daily routine is always ask yourself, what's the big three things that I need to be focused on right now? What are my big three? That's what, what are the big three? So your big three should be things that are moving the needle in your life and in your business. And they're the things that are really important. You know, they're the things that you can't overlook. They're the things that are driving you uh, and pulling you forward, right? So if health is in a, and if you're in a position right now where health is just out of whack, your doctor's telling you, you need to tighten up. You feel it. You're not, you're waking up with low energy. Like your, your, your diet's horrible. That needs to be one of your big thing, big three. And every single day, that has to be one of your primary focuses. And then naturally, this goes back to what we talked about earlier, having a game plan in place for your health, your workout routine, your nutrition thing, right? If it's your business, what's going to bring more clients? What is one thing that you need to be doing on a daily basis that's going to bring in more clients, right? Whatever answer that is, that's guaranteed going to be one of your big three. And so I would definitely say deep work first thing in the morning. That's been huge for me. And then always having a big three in place because that's your, you, you know where you're going. You have like, it's not just like, all right, where am I going today? What's next? Like you're moving. You, you, you have direction. You have clarity. You're moving. And then, of course, having those game plans in place uh, in the different areas, it's all part of it too. So hope, hope that was, if you want any clarity or like me to dive deeper on anything like that, please ask. But hope yeah. that was no Eric was that, good. that was absolutely incredible and you've linked it to what you were saying earlier so I've wrote notes here so I'm gonna I'm gonna regurgitate this and do it myself because the most important thing you said was it needs to serve you so so often we see somebody's routine and we're instantly trying to copy it and our lifestyle might be completely different we might be working different Correct. shifts we might have children or we might have to take the dog out for the walk so we need to think of our own lifestyle and then amend that but I love the whole deep work thing i think when you're in a state of flow you can obviously get the most done the big three is something i practice so brian tracy eat that frog i think we have to do that we have to get the one thing out of the way that's going to move the needle forward but then it all comes back to when you have that big three listed have a game plan in place and stretch your comfort zone on it so uh, absolutely fantastic answers there mate and that is going to actually lead us into the fun part of the show. So apologies, you've got to do this a second time, my friend. So whenever you're ready, we're going to jump straight into it. Let's do it. Okay. So Eric, the ability to fly or be invisible? Fly. Okay. The number one thing that annoys you? I'm tempted to say ignorance, but just like a lack of regard for other people. If you could abolish one thing in the world, what would it be? First thought was hatred. What are you secretly good at that nobody knows? Wakeboarding. If you could sit with one person for an hour, dead or alive, who would it be? I'm tempted to go with Tony Robbins. What is your biggest addiction? This is possibly, could be a bad thing too, but I think a little bit of still like people pleasing at, at, at a very core level addiction, um, just people pleasing. I do it in a way that's very positive, but it also could be in a way that could hurt as well. Your favorite TV show? Oh, Billions was really good. Finally, what song best describes your life? It's by, uh, he's a faith-based rapper. Uh, his name's Lecrae, um, L-A-C-R, E-A, and the song is called Hammer Time. Okay, that's the end of the fun part of the show. So Eric, we're... that's the hard part <laughs> of the show, man. <laughs> the hard part. To be honest, you're the first person that's been that stumped on the questions. But don't worry, I'm with the audio, you, yeah. with the audio, what I'll do is I'll strip it out so it makes it look like you're really, really quick. So uh, don't worry, <laughs> I've got okay. a few tricks. Um, okay, so that leads us to a question on reflection. So. With everything that you know now and all of your knowledge, having mentors around you and having leveled up yourself so much as well, if you could maybe go back to a younger Eric, maybe 
before you started that series of bad decisions and you could whisper something in a younger Eric's ear, what would you say? It would definitely go back to what I mentioned with the kids, like not to don't care so much about what others are thinking of you. You are a unique person. You're meant to do something in this world. You don't have to have it figured out right now, but just just stay the course. Um, you know, do, you do not have to make your decisions based on others. Make your decisions based on what what feels right to you. Um, I made all so many of my decisions were based around, you know, bringing like making others think that I was cool or like I was just so concerned with what others thought. Um, and then another big piece of advice that it would, it would depend on what age I was, but success loves speed and imperfect action is better than no action. So just move, just take, just take the action, just try the thing. Don't overthink it. Just try it, go after it. If you don't like it, get rid of it, try something else. But imperfect action is better than no action. Success loves speed, get after it and, and have fun doing it. I love that and have fun as well. I love that. And that sadly does bring us to the last question of the show, Eric. And the last question is about legacy. So if in 150 years time, science fails to save us and all that exists is a book. And this book is about you. It's about your life. It's about from where you started to all of the amazing things that you did to your last breath. Firstly, what would the title of the book be? And secondly, what would the summary at the back tell us about you in order to get the listener to pick it up? Man, you are like the question king. These are thought-provoking, serious questions. Like, all right, so the title is something drawn between like human connection, the power of human connection, and the power of change. Something in there, right? So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring someone on and hire them to really fine-tune <laughs> the title. Absolutely. Um, but but it would be it would be about those two things that ev- you are ever no matter where you're at in your life, no matter who you think you are, no matter what story you're holding on to, no matter how you brought were brought up, no matter what damage you've seen, done, been through you have the power to change and create whatever you want in your life. So that's, that's a big component. And the other big component is going through life with a, with a mindset of connection, uh, connecting and, and connection and, and just the power in relationships and knowing that this world is like, enjoy it, enjoy the people around you and, and embrace the fact that you're not, you're not alone and you may feel like you're alone, but you're not. And, and just, there is, um, I, I think it's just, it's easy to stay in our little bubbles and our, our little routines and our little worlds, but there's just so much opportunity to meet so many amazing people out there. And the more people I meet, the better people I connect with, the more I level up and the more, and the better I feel about this world. So I think it's a mix of the power of change and the power of human connection. Absolutely love that. And it's funny you said that. So I had the notes from our last episode here. And one of the things I boxed up was you said the power of change. Now you said it in the first four or five minutes of the last episode. So I'm really glad that you kind of put that in to your book title. So actually that kind of goes with what you're doing. So thank you for sharing that. Now, Eric, before I close the show and I give everyone a chance to follow you on social media and connect with you, which I massively, massively urge every single person to do after this episode. Is there any questions that you wish I may have asked you or anything else you want to leave the audience with? That's a, that's a great question. Um, no, you do, you do such a good job, man. You're, thank you. You're, you're operating from such a place of service that it just shows and interviews very just it's it's very heartfelt it's easy uh, you're I've been on a lot of podcasts and you do you do an incredible job thank you um, so I don't have any questions I wish you would have asked but I will say again going back and just telling everybody to move on what you want to move on take action don't overthink it um, if I can play a role in that uh, please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, I'm, I'm here to serve, not sell. So if, if there is something like I'm the guy who you don't have to buy my stuff, I will voice note you back. Love that. Um, if we're not a good fit, you're still going to leave my interaction with me feeling better about yourself, 
You're going to have value. You're going to be feeling better about the world around you. Uh, so don't think that if you reach out to me, it's like, all right, I'm going to sell you into coaching. Like if I can serve you and it feels right for both of us, then we can talk about that. Um, if you are a new coach who wants to take your business online, or if you're a coach who hasn't hit your first 5k month yet in your business, um, or if you're somebody who wants to get on stage and share your story, uh, as, as a public speaker, you know, then, then we can talk about that. But bottom line is, um, whether it's me or someone else, reach out to somebody, let them know where you're struggling, let them know, Hey, I'm looking to get some insight or perspective in this area. Uh, and, and again, I'm the person that would love to do that. Uh, whether you're a paying client or not, um, it's a value just exchange and, and I'm here to serve. So I definitely invite you guys, uh, all the listeners come check me out. I'm on Instagram. My last name at Salzenstein, uh, first name for Facebook, Eric Salzenstein. That's Eric with the K. Um, and my website is currently under maintenance, but ericsalzenstein.com. So it's been an absolute pleasure, Aaron. And I, and man, I can't thank you enough. Uh, appreciate you having me on for the second time. Absolutely. I'm grateful to have you on for a second time as well. So Eric, I extend my hand to you. Thank you. My pleasure, brother. So for everyone else at home, make sure you check out Eric's channels, check him out on Instagram. He's started doing videos now. I've noticed a lot more videos. He's very active on the posts as well. There's a lot of knowledge, a lot of wisdom. So I'm going to try and dissect this and try and make a few short YouTube videos as well for you guys to kind of go back, maybe reassess your goals and work out that game plan. And then obviously, if you need a bit more help on that, do reach out to Eric because I'm sure he's more than happy to help you. So as always, thanks for listening. And remember, this podcast is absolutely free. So all we ask in return is for you to share this with a friend and drop us a five-star review over on iTunes. Have an awesome day. Hopefully when I press stop here now, it's going to record. So uh, yeah, let's uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> no, no. I've never done three podcasts. Well, actually, I've never done two. This is the first. Yeah. And dude, I'd still go in again with you. Absolutely. Like it's all good. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully this does record.